0: in
1: the sanctuary and online. Am I on? Okay, that's good. My name is Reverend Audrey Brooks and I've been a member of this church since 1980, if you could imagine that. I joined the Unitarian Church of Edmonton because this church is a church of the free spirit where everyone is honored for who we are regardless of age, gender, sexual orientation, race, abilities, and interests. Come and join us with open hearts, open mind, and help us build our religious community. We impose no creed or justice, sorry. (laughs) We impose no creed or judgment on where you are in your religious journey, because we are all adventurers of the spirit. Each person is encouraged to pursue their truth and justice in peace and in harmony with the rest of us who are here. I want to talk for a moment about Kese which is the Cree word for living in a good way Mother's Day is a good day to honor the grandmothers and mothers who taught principles to their children, especially during difficult colonial times when the rights were taken from them. When we see the hard work that these elders continue to accomplish, bringing their people back to, to, to traditional practices, teaching their language, encouraging resilience, healing and respect for the land, we can be proud to call them our relations. We live on Treaty 6 land because their people shared land teachings and food with our ancestors. May we live in a good way with them on Treaty 6 land to mend both our communities. Hi, hi. Announcements, it's time for announcements. So if you have something to share with us, please come forward to the podium. Where are you, Jan? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops, my shoes don't quite fit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right.
1: (laughs) So, welcome to you all. Um, This, as you can tell, is getting close to garage days Uh, and I have posters here for you all to put out and make sure you send all your friends and contacts about the garage sale next Friday, Saturday, 8 till 8 and you can buy
2: outfits like this look at it all options. Yay. and
0: Captain
3: Blacklock. So, one other thing, if you everyone here and on Zoom you can come too. uh if you buy as much as Audrey Brooks bought, there'd be nothing left.
4: <laughs> I want the helmet. Yes. <laughs> You
1: see, you see what happened? My, 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 well, I don't hoard. I got a sewing machine that does heavy-duty uh, sewing. I got a, a, a baritone ukulele of, of vintage age, which is beautiful, and I paid a lousy $20 for it. And I won't tell you the rest, but it was all in the same category. I even got a massager that's probably from 1955. <laughs> which is heavy enough that it really gives a, and it's got a long handle and i tried to buy those at london drugs and they're so piddly they were useless so i mean you just have to get out there and push this thing because there are treasures there sylvia
4: um apparently there's a a pro-choice rally at the legislature at noon today, so if anybody would like to go down and join me. It's a bit impromptu, so I'm not sure how well attended it will be, but I think it would be nice if we could be down there
1: with our church banner. No, well after that preliminary, I'm just going to introduce our prelude. And we have Roxanne and Marielle uh, to sing Songs My Mother Taught Me by Dvorak.
3: Thank you for welcoming both Roxanne and I here this morning. It's a real honor to be here. Um, Songs my mother taught me by Antonin Dvorak, sung in Czech, is one of his most recognizable pieces. A bittersweet song about the songs our mothers used to sing to us and how we pass these songs on to our children.
1: I just have to pause and let that sink in. You know, Ashton, I would like to invite you to come forward and light our chalice for us this morning because you're young and gorgeous and Allah kind of likes up. (laughs) The older you get, you know, the more you uh, appreciate youth it is so fleeting. The poem I'm reading this morning is, was a favorite of our beloved Bonnie Kyle, who it was our uh, labyrinth master. She told me that every morning when she walked to school, she was a librarian at uh, junior high school on the south side. She said this to herself, it's, I thank you God for this most amazing day by E.E. Cummings. I thank you God for this most amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and blue true dream of a sky and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I who have died am alive again today and this is the sun's birthday This is the birthday of life, of love, and wings, and the gay great happening, the limited, illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any lifted from the know of all, nothing human, merely being doubt, unimaginable you. Now the ears of my ears awake, And now the eyes of my eyes are opened. Our first hymn is number 21. For the beauty of the earth. I don't know if this one's going to be jazzed up or not, but (laughs) if you'd have heard what was going on before the service started, anything can happen. It's time to share our abundance your generosity helps to fund the operation of programs of our church and in addition half of the general collection is shared with a nonprofit service organization in the community this month we share with the youth empowerment and support services and those who are here can use the uh, wherever they are collection plates by the main doors okay be careful they don't get sold (laughs) Uh, and those online can contact yes y-e-s-s dot org to uh, contribute online now we will sing in well harmony I don't know from you I receive to you I give together we share and from this we live month which will be projected on the screen number 1058 in the blue book be ours a religion
4: So wonderful to be with you this morning on this windy May day, May Mother's Day. So, today's Mother's Day. And I'd like to read one of my favorite poems around Mother's Day by Becky Brooks called Even in the most broken places there is still room For love. Mother's Day is complicated, joyful for many, yes, but complicated. It's right there on the calendar even if your mother has died, even if you've been told yet again that you're still not pregnant, or if you've never been more scared than you that you are pregnant. It's Mother's Day. Even if your own mother's priorities included everything but you, there's going to be a Mother's Day Google Doodle, Google Doodle, with flowers and pink stuff. Even if you have scars, ones you can't see and ones you can It's Mother's Day. That cake mix commercial is going to roll out four times an hour even when you can't stop shaking and crying because you can't believe you slapped your little boy today. It's Mother's Day. And we all have to live with that in those silent, breathless moments. Because even when the baby dies, It's Mother's Day. So let's go to church. Let's be a church where we can acknowledge those difficulties, how difficult it is to have this day, right alongside how joyful it can be. Let's be a church where we don't pretend there aren't inky depths of space between us even when we sing. Let's be a church that fills the space between our differences with love. Because even in the most broken places, there is room for love. And also this short poem by Matt Haig. Wherever you are, at any moment, try and find something beautiful, a face, a line out of a poem, the clouds out of a window, some graffiti, a wind farm, beauty cleans the mind. So I'd like to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day. We all had a mother if only for a few minutes. We were all conceived, and then found our cozy little spot to gestate, and then we were delivered into this world. Sometimes the world was too harsh. Sometimes it was just right. But somehow we found ourselves right here, right now, this morning, pretty miraculous, really, if you stop and think about it. My experience, the experience of my mom, was positive and full of unconditional love. My experience of being a mom was positive and full of unconditional love. I don't think my experience is the norm. And I would like to acknowledge that. I want to stop and say that your experience may be more of the norm and I wish to let you know this is a place where you can be real. And if you'd like to talk about it, this or anything else, please call me, email me and set up an appointment for pastoral care around this or anything else you would like to talk about. Well, it finally happened. It's spring. It is so beautiful out. And finally, the sidewalks are clear of ice and I can walk again. So I'm going to be enjoying the walking. And we can enjoy the greening of the earth. And flowers will soon be blessing us with their beauty. Theologians and sages through the ages have understand the importance of having beauty in our lives. We put art up on our walls that captures our imagination. We go to galleries and museums to see what depths the human imagination and expertise, expertise can accomplish. We walk the river valley. And when traveling, we tromps around basilicas and cathedrals to experience the beauty thought to elevate us and please God. We have created a beautiful space here to gather on Sunday mornings, minus the garage sale. Although that's beautiful too, isn't it, Jan? It is. It's beautiful too. We have beautiful... Beautiful treasures. Beauty feeds our spirit in some ways. Our eyes rest. Our eyes rest. We breathe easier when we are in beautiful space. Our minds feel free to wander, wander and we wonder at all the beauty Earth has to offer us. When my home is cluttered or I'm in a cluttered space, my mind doesn't work as well, and I'm distracted. And I don't think I'm any much different than anyone else. (laughs) That knowledge does not mean I have a clean and uncluttered home. I'm not the best at that. There's always something more interesting to do than dust, isn't there? And beauty is not just in the things we look at. We do beautiful things for one another. We can feel beautiful. A performance can be beautiful. And we are, as human beings, simply beautiful. We underestimate how much beauty there is around us, how beauty elevates us, and how much our spirits long for beauty. We are constantly seeking it out and creating. For example, Sunday mornings, I see Brenda Cottle creating something beautiful with wool and her magic sticks. They're called knitting needles, but somehow a sheep turns into something magical (laughs) under under Brenda's fingers. I know many of you create beautiful things with your knitting needles, crochet hooks, your voice, your art, music, drama, poetry, prose, pottery, just your style and your amazing imaginations. UCE has a lot of talented people. Just think about the role beauty plays in your day-to-day life. How very important it is to our well-being and to our spirit, our inner life, if you will. And beauty can be found in the simplest of things. For example, I choose my favorite mug every morning, and I'm always sad when I can't find it or it's dirty. It's a beautiful thing made by a congregant uh, in the congregation I served last in Indiana, and I treasure it. As you go through this next week, try to notice, when you seek out beauty, how coming up to something beautiful makes you feel. Does your heart quicken? Do you take a Does that happen? Or do you take a big inhale? Do your eyes linger on beautiful things? This morning, I want to wish you this. May your life be full of beauty. The kind of beauty that makes your spirit grow. Your eyes widen and your heart skip a beat. You deserve to live in beauty. So may it be. Amen. And now we're going to listen to some more beautiful music. Thank you, Mual and Roxanne. What they will be performing should show up.
3: Cradle Song for a Little Black Boy by Spanish composer Javier Monsalvac speaks to the beauty of the little baby boy, the imminent threat of the white boogeyman if he does not go to sleep, but with sleep the promise of a better future.
2: Oh, o, de café.
1: thank you
4: it's so beautiful I'd like to invite us into a time of meditation I will lead you through this meditation and then into a few moments of silence and after the silence we'll sing how could anyone Hymn number one zero five three in the teal hymn books you can have it ready the words will come up and they'll be on your screen at home So let us continue to feed our beautiful spirits in a time of meditation. I invite you, invitation only, to allow your gaze to soften, or you could close your eyes. Become aware of your breath, that life-giving air that you bring into your bodies to feed and restore you. Feel the chair, the bed, the floor, the couch supporting you, and lean into it. Let your muscles relax. Notice where you are holding tension. Notice where there might be pain, and breathe into those spots. And let your beautiful mind wander as it will. And then bring your attention back to your breath for a moment. I invite you in your mind's eye to conjure up an image of yourself. Maybe as a child, as you are now, Now think about yourself. Look upon yourself as a beloved would see you, as your inner spirit, inner guide, higher power would see you, as your best self sees you. Look at yourself and see yourself as beautiful, the most beautiful, because you are. Rest in the knowledge that you are meant for beauty, and that you are beauty. We're going to have a minute or so of silence, and then Gordon will bring us out of the silence with an introduction to How Could Anyone, and then we'll sing it through twice. spirit of contemplation, I'm going to invite you to a time of lighting candles for those things that are on your heart, whether they be things of joy, concern, things you're wondering about, things you might be struggling with. If you're new here, you're going to line up somewhere over there. And come around the tree pick up a candle and then light it and light a candle put the flame out in the water and then drop it in the basket here you'll need to get the candle from there not there those ones won't light because they're wet okay thank you Gordon for providing some lovely music while we do this And now I'd like to ask Audrey to la- light a last candle for all of those joys and concerns and tensions and wonderings that we continue to hold. Yeah. Thank you. And also, if Audrey, if you could light our Ukraine candle for us this morning as we continue to hold Ukraine, its people, in our hearts and minds. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your sharing online. A couple of weeks ago, I introduced the process that we are going through that began with our startup workshop last February. Great information came out of that workshop. I call it the groundwork that we did. And if you want to, we're going to bring that out. It says UCE will. In fact, maybe we should bring it out now. Thank you, Karen. Maybe one person can help Karen bring it out and just bring it to the front here. Uh, thank you. So I I went through the work that you did and all the jam boards and I picked up some themes and ideas and I've written them in along the bottom. Like I said, it's the, the groundwork and maybe You probably all can't see me now, and I apologize for that. Then I spoke about how how important it is a couple weeks ago to have a covenant of right relations. And we've also been talking about the importance of having a mission and vision statement. Several months ago, I asked the question, who or what? is the boss of a church? The correct answer was the mission. The church of any denomination or nonprofit or NGO, a company, any organization really needs a clearly articulated and concise mission statement. Last week Karen Mills masterfully had you think about what the vision of the Unitarian Church of Edmonton should be. How to answer the question, UCE will. And then you filled in the blanks with little water droplets that you put on that thing over there. But we can't get to it. So thankfully, Oksana has created this for us. We got lots of great responses five main categories emerged and all the small droplets you created last Sunday have been transformed into five big droplets that that will be used to create UCE's vision statements. Vision statement, (laughs) only one. I will read them out. UCE will be a community that practices radical hospitality. UCE will grow and engage with the vibrant community. UCE will be an oasis for spiritual growth, be a congregation that looks after each other, and UCE will inspire social change. Now we come to the next step in our work, the mission of this church. Remember the vision statement is aspirational. It is future dated. It's what you wish for UCE to be. And the mission statement is the work we will do. As we work on shaping our community, you can see that that's what we have, that we're, what we're doing right now, we're shaping our community The mission is the next building block. We have these five aspirations. That's all well and good. But how are we going to get there? What are we actually going to do? What are the boots on the ground, one foot in front of the other actions that UCE needs to do in order to meet these aspirational goals? Of course, we all need to include in the we portion of this work ourselves. UCE is not a them, it's an us. All of us. You can think about the mission statement as the things you can see, touch, hear, smell, notice. The empirical evidence of our work together. Thinking about our aspirations What are we going to do to get there, together? This work is what makes our congregation bloom. It is the beauty that attracts, just as the blossoms attract what they need to reproduce. Our work will be what attracts growth, depth, satisfaction, challenges, and delight. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to write down your ideas on tulip blossoms. And I've lost my helper. Are you going to help me instead, Mike? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) But first, Oksana Atwood is with Mike and Oksana's little one, Freddie. And she is our director of religious exploration for, and I'd like to thank her for her expertise and assistance in putting this together. She is the artiste. She did all the artwork, and our discussions together reflected in what we are doing. The blossoms are the manifestation, the things we can see, hear, smell, touch, as we do our work together. What do you think our blossoming should consist of? What beauty is waiting to blossom? Okay, so we need to get some tulips out to you folks, don't we? We didn't... uh, as they're in that basket over there, and maybe you can get some folks to help make sure everyone's got a tulip or two and something to write on. There should be some um, extra pens in with the leaves. We can grab those. So pull your pens out of your purses and your pockets, and I'm going to put you to work. So we'll um, get those all out to you quickly, and uh, thank you. So as soon as you get your blossoms, you can put an idea, just put one idea on each blossom. And there's lots of blossoms, so you can um, use as many as you like. So for those folks online, please pop your ideas into the chat, and they will be captured and included. Gordon will offer us some background music as we think about what needs to happen. What actions need to take place in order to meet our aspirational goals? What are the steps we need to take to get us where we want to go? You know, it could be something we're already doing. Could already be doing something that you think will help us. Write that down too. So are there any questions anybody have any questions about what we're doing here? We're writing down the things that we need to do in order to meet our aspirational goals. What are our action steps next? Take a moment, think about it, and then we'll get the blossoms up on the tulip stems. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like we've made an amazing garden. So if there's more, you can write them out on a piece of paper. You can email them to myself or Louise Kerich And uh, the governance implementation team, along with myself, will be looking at them and coming up with, kind of collating them, and the same thing we did with your droplets, coming up with some main themes. And then we'll be working with with those ideas to create a draft mission and vision statement before the end of June. So our community is really taking shape. We laid the groundwork last February. We set some goals, and have now gathered ideas to help us meet those goals. Looks pretty great. I love it. So, the govern- as I said, the governance implementation team and myself will be doing the uh, preliminary work of gathering the information you have given, collating it, and seeing what themes emerge. And then there'll be a larger group that will work with these and create a draft mission and vision statement. Then we're going to ask for your input one last time as we look at our values and our covenant. This is big, important work we're doing. You are creating a safe, loving, and growing community. Our next step is so important. As it's not just what we do, but how we do it. How we will be together. So, we are indeed building a new way, which just happens to be our next hymn. Hymn number 1017, Building a New Way. The words will come up on their screen and already here. Thank you very much. We're building a new way. Is this familiar to everyone no so you you just i invite you to put your books down you've got the words there and give it a little bit of groove and move and um oh would you karen will play it through once for us and as she gets to the near uh, the end of it then i will invite you to stand at the end of it going through great,
0: great.
1: My goodness, are we incredible people, or what? (laughs) So many, much thanks to you, Reverend Rosemary, for animating this wonderful bunch of people, my goodness. Please, Ashton, would you come and extinguish our candle, but not the spirit that's just running all over the place in here? the reading is by rumi today like every other day we wake up empty and frightened do not open the door to your study and begin reading take down an instrument let the beauty we love be what we do there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground go in beauty and kiss the ground. Amen.
4: I would like to thank everyone that participated and contributed to this service this morning. So many people to thank. So I'm not going to name everyone. But I would like to give a special thank to, thanks to Oksana for helping me create this I have zero artistic ability, and she has 100% artistic ability. So thank you, Oksana. I would like to thank our wonderful guest musicians for being here this morning and adding so much beauty to our day. Thank you. Thank you, Audrey, for your uh, expertise in, in service leading. And all the tech folk and the slide producers and the people on Zoom We can't do it without you. Thank you so very much. Hey, you know what we should do? We should just give everybody a round of applause. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now I offer you this benediction. Do not be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. Things break, and things can be mended. But not with time, as they say, with intention. So I invite you to go and love intentionally and love extravagantly and most of all love unconditionally for the broken world waits in darkness for the light that is in you. Go in peace, gentle people. Go in peace. Amen. And now we are blessed again to have our guest musicians playing Roxanne on piano, and if I could only say your name correctly, Mireille, merci. Thank
3: you (laughs) you for having us. This next piece uh, I'm sure is familiar to many of you, Sunrise, Sunset, uh, the well-known wedding song from the Fiddler on the Roof, where the parents send off their children to lead their lives, continuing the circle of life.
2: is the this...
4: And now we will sing our linking song, Carry the Flame. If you're new here, we kind of make a circle as best we can. Uh, We used to hold hands, we don't anymore. (laughs) And uh, we sing Carry the Flame, the words should be up behind me and they are. Thank you, Gordon.